0: I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Tuesday, September 14th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Brett, did you watch the Video Music Awards this past weekend?
1: Jay, I'm gonna give you the same answer I've given anyone who's asked me that question for the past decade. The answer is no.
0: Well, maybe you should have, because there's a couple Peak Daily tie-ins. Are you ready?
1: Connect the dots here.
0: Well, okay, I'll try. We talked about Olivia Rodrigo last week on the Peak Daily, where we talked about she post-launch of her album, gave credit to people for helping her, quote-unquote, write her songs. She won a bunch of awards because she's great. There was also another Canadian tie-in because Justin Bieber won Artist of the Year, Best Pop Song. He gets his peaches down in Georgia, he gets his weed from California, and he wins VMAs.
1: That's all very exciting. Uh, I do want to move on though, because I hate the fact that you in this moment are more culturally relevant than me.
0: Well, I do have an 11-year-old. So let's get to it. Brett, what do we have for Peak Pals today?
1: For our first story, Cineplex and Cineworld go cine-boom. For our second story, mRNA is very hot technology. And for our last story, Amazon's hiring a lot of people in Canada.
0: Like a lot of fallen lovebirds, for our first story, Toronto Cineplex and the UK Cineworld are heading to court to decide who's to blame for their merger falling apart. Brett, I'm going to use a film term here. How did this mute cute fall apart?
1: In a pre-pandemic time, a long, long time ago, Cineworld had agreed to buy Cineplex for $2.8 billion. But this was in December 2019, and not long after COVID-19 descended on our country, making movie theaters not the best businesses to hold on to. So once the pandemic hit, Cineworld scrapped the deal due to nationwide theater closures, but now they're going to Court to decide whose fault it is, if anyone's.
0: So Cineworld is arguing that within the deal was a clause regarding adverse events, but it's unclear if that includes, I don't know, a global pandemic. Cineplex also argues that Cineworld didn't give them enough notice about breaking off the deal. So we have two cinema giants duking it out off the big screen, but why should Peak Pals care, Brett?
1: Well, Jay, it's a Cineworld and we're all living in it. Anytime there's a once in a lifetime event, whether it be an earthquake or a global pandemic, There's always going to be a bunch of legal challenges over damages, and that's exactly what Cineworld and Cineplex are trying to argue. And it'll be interesting to see how the court rules over this one, because we expect there to be many more just like this legal battle. For our second story, China's Everest Medicine is buying Canadian Providence Therapeutics mRNA vaccine tech in a deal that's valued at over 500 million Americans. Jay, what exactly is Everest buying?
0: Calgary-based Providence Therapeutics has developed a COVID vaccine that's currently in phase two of clinical trials. The vaccine uses the same mRNA technology as the Pfizer and Moderna shots. But of course, this one is maple syrup flavored because it's
1: Canadian. And while China has developed their own vaccines, both their shots use the more traditional vaccine technology. It's also used by the AstraZeneca shot and the J&J one. But now the government wants to get their hands on some mRNA technology and they think Providence has the best option.
0: Of note, analysts suspect Providence's mRNA shot to be used as a booster rather than a first dose. So Brett, why should Peak Pals care about Everest-Providence deal?
1: Well, it's because it's a Canadian company and they're finally getting in on the fun. After seeing companies like Pfizer and Moderna make billions off of their mRNA technology, it's promising that a Canadian biotech company finally has their horse in the race.
0: And for our last story, come on, Jeffrey, you can do it. Amazon plans to add 15,000 new jobs in Canada. Brett, what do we all need to know about Amazon's Canuck hiring spree?
1: The Canada announcement was made alongside Amazon CEO Andy Jassy's bigger announcement that it would hire 55,000 workers around the world to fill corporate and tech roles. But to be clear, this announcement was specifically related to Amazon's commercial warehouses, which are located in suburbs throughout the country and not their fancy downtown Toronto offices, which have kombucha on tap and ping pong battles all day.
0: When do we get kombucha on tap, Brett?
1: Never, Jay, never.
0: (laughs) To attract employees, Amazon's looking to increase their warehouse workers' hourly pay from $17 an hour to $21.65, but critics remain concerned over Amazon's labor practices.
1: Well, first of all, critics don't like kombucha. And second of all, some Amazon employees have criticized the company for treating them like robots and forcing them to work in unsafe and grueling conditions, tracking their movements through time-on-task apps and the like. But Jay, why should Peak Pals care about Amazon hiring in Canada?
0: Well, on the one hand, it's great to see a big company increasing its footprint in Canada. On the other hand, you can't help but be concerned about more Canadians working in warehouses and distribution centres that have had questionable labour practices.
1: Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to, and only, daily Canadian business news podcast in the country.
0: If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice
1: and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. As always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode.
0: Thank you, Dale. And thank you, Brett and Justin Bieber. You know, you can get your weed in Kelowna now too. Have a good day.